welcome to the Prophecy Club, and I don't have a topic today. So here's what happened. So <laughs> the way this normally happens is God just puts in my heart what I need to talk on, or I start going through my emails, or I start going through the various news sites, and he puts on my heart what the topic of that day needs to be. And same thing with uh, like bringing them Sunday morning sermon. Uh, I will go in and get on my knees, Lord, what do you want to say? And he lays in my heart a topic. And if I get off of that topic, I start getting yawns. And so I'll switch topics. I'm, try, I'm trying to search for what he wants me to say. Because, you know, I mean, I have all kinds of things to say, but that doesn't mean that's what the people need to hear that day, and that doesn't mean that's what he wants to say that day. So today, I just kept getting yawns. I went through several different topics. I kept getting yawns, and I thought, well, maybe I need to take a nap. <laughs> anyway, so this is the very thing that I don't really like to do because I prefer to have a nice PowerPoint where I can stay on topic and have lots of nice things to share with you, uh, a high rate of information per minute that I'm talking. But sometimes on Sunday mornings, he has me do this same thing, and the congregation says that they prefer this. They prefer me not necessarily to be all prepared and not to have a PowerPoint and just get up and talk from my heart. So that's what he's direct me to do today, to just talk from my heart. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk from the heart today. So you might want to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and let's just talk. Okay, first thing is I have prayed several times, and I feel like the Lord keeps telling me that we are in the tribulation, but at the same time, this is not totally convinced. So until this is totally convinced, until I'm to totally at peace with saying we're in the tribulation, I'm not going to say that because that's my heart is and your heart as a watchman has to be to bring truth to the people at all costs. You may lose friends, you may <laughs> wife maybe get mad at you sometimes, but you got to do what the Lord is telling you. And, and until I'm at peace in here, with saying that we're in the tribulation, I just can't say it. I Here's what I think. I think that we are in the final phases of falling as a nation. Everything is falling apart. Our banking system, our education system, our business system, just our churches, everything is just falling apart because the glue that holds it together, the Holy Spirit, i.e. Jesus, is leaving us, maybe even has left us. And so we're left to our own devices. We're falling rapidly. I think that we are probably going to see more repossessions, more houses and cars repossessed. And that's the reason I encourage people. Uh, I mean, I, I can't tell you what to do. I mean, I, I'm not a licensed financial advisor. I mean, cornerstoneassetmetals.com can. They are. Uh, but I can't. I can tell you I think it's a good idea that you have gold and silver. I've said before I think it's a good idea if you always have at least a handful of gold and silver. I've told you some things. I think that we're looking at 
probably by July, this new Fed now thing that, I mean, the Federal Reserve is openly saying that it started in April and they plan to bring it online in July, and that's the new CBDC. See, FedLine is the system, and CBDC is the digital currency. You remember Henry Kissinger's quoted as saying that he who controls food controls the people. He who controls energy can control whole continents, but he who controls the money can control the whole world. Well, that's where they're heading. They're causing the, these financial bankers, these international bankers, these 12 banking families, that probably the 13 Illuminati bloodlines that Fritz Springmeier wrote about, they really are reporting to the devil, Lucifer himself. And these are the guys that are really in charge of the finances. You remember that the time is going to come. I heard a great voice in heaven. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever. So right now, even Jesus said when he was standing in front of Pilate, this is not my kingdom. If this were my kingdom, then would my people fight for me? He could have called 12 legions of angels to get him off that cross. This is not his kingdom. Right now, this is the kingdom of the devil given to Lucifer for some 6,000 years. And this is the process of bringing in a digital currency, a world financial system, so that no one might buy or sell, save he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, you remember that Shane Warren said that when it comes, well, and also Terry Bennett. Terry Bennett said that there would be three seven-year periods, and in the third seven-year period, which according to him, we're now in the second, well, close to the second year starting. And that there would be three, three systems come up. There would be a financial system. Then there would be a governmental system. Then there would be a religious system. He said, and when it goes to religion is when you start seeing people murdered. Okay, so this is the financial system being set up. We know that Daniel 7 and Revelation 13, 1 both say that we're coming to a world government. Well, that world government is going to be a world financial system, world government, and also world religion, all three of them. So we're probably in the, the early throes of seeing the world financial system come into place. And as I was talking to a buddy on the phone yesterday, and I said, well, it's, it's just like Hollywood. Okay, so when Hollywood first came out, there was no cussing. There was no skin in the movies. It was, it was all nice. It was Leave it to Beaver stuff, okay? Then once people got on board with they got hooked to watching TV or movies or to the music. Then after they're into the system, after they like it, after they've accepted it, then he turns it dark. Then he turns it evil. So I believe that what we're about to see in this new financial system coming in I think that there's about to be a battle. The good guys are trying to kick out the bad guys. The bad guys are trying to bring in their financial system. Now, what I think, and I know some things I can't talk about, but I think that we're about to see a great battle in the finances. 
I think that the when the CBDC comes out, I think that there's going to be a tremendous battle. The good guys are going to also try to come out and try to kick out the bad guys out. And according to Marie Scalar, no, excuse me, to, according to, I'm doing this off the top of my head, according to Pastor Massey, that when the good financial system comes out, don't hear much about that, but when the good financial system comes out, you'll only have six months to get your money out of that system. And he was told to put it into land, gold, or silver. And I'm going to also add, or oil in Israel. <laughs> so I do think that there's a good system, or whatever system comes out, will first come out good. It may even be that they'll say, everybody that gets in this system, we're going to give you like, say, 10000 maybe thirty or 40000 maybe $50,000, but you have to get your account opened in order to get it. And in order to open it, you have to give up your biometrics. That's probably an iris scan, possibly even a blood draw, your DNA somehow, maybe even a swab in your mouth your fingerprints, your face print, your voice print. I mean, they will absolutely positively know who you are. And that's going to be tied to not this cell phone. It'll be a future cell phone that uh, inside information says they've already made 7 billion of these cell phones, which they will bring out. That will be tied into your Starlink, uh, Elon Musk, which, by the way, I do not think Elon Musk is a good guy. I think that the lady that was his babysitter, I played a little clip on it that said he's not the Antichrist, but he will be the one to bring in the mark. Now, in that, he used to own PayPal, and in that, he now owns Starlink, and he's now just bought Twitter. So all of that is communications having to do with finances. It would be very likable and very feasible, maybe is a better word, for him to come out and to be the one that actually introduces the mark of the beast. And right now he's got the attention of a lot of good people that think he's a good guy. I don't think he's a good guy. He's a bad guy. I think that he, well, I'll, I'll just leave it there. I think that we're going to see a battle between the good guys and the bad guys of the financial system. I think it'll probably come out in the early days. It'll be good. And then once everybody has opened up their account, got it all on their cell phone, I mean, just like Maurice Scalar in his 1985 vision where he saw the Internet, he was told at first it will be wonderful. People will just think it's just wonderful. I mean, there'll be a, a new season of prosperity come on. But then it starts turning dark. So I think that probably what we're going to see is the good guys will win bringing out the digital financial system, not the CBDC. I don't understand all, I don't have all the information there. But I think that somehow there will be a brief period of good times, prosperity. And then the whole financial system is going to turn dark. We also see them already pushing for world government, the World Economic Forum like they're trying to get rid of gas stoves. And just an article came through yesterday. Now they're going to start 
saying that you have to have a different kind of a Freon or somehow controlling the Freon for your air conditioning so, because air conditioning is not efficient. Well, at the end of the day, what's really going on with climate change, and again, you know, th this is my opinion, what's really going on with climate change is they are using scalar wave to cause tornadoes, droughts, floods, hurricanes, all of these disasters, these weather disasters, and they're going to call it climate change. Well, you know, we've got to get rid of gas cars. We've got to get rid of natural gas. We've got, and all of these changes, they're using that to change a society. So it comes back to the Hegelian dialectic. First, you cause the problem. You offer the solution. And the solution is changing society. When this financial system comes in, I think it'll be good for a little while, probably six months. And then those people that are in the system, eventually it's going to turn to be the mark of the beast system so that no man might buy or sell, say he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Then we're going to see world government. We're already starting to see the banking system um, consolidate. I do not think these banks are going belly up because of poor management. I think it's all part of the plan. Okay, so try to back up. You remember right after 9-11, the interest rates from the Federal Reserve went to almost zero. And money was flowing every place. Loans were flowing every place. Now, all of a sudden, about a year ago, the interest rates start going up and up and up and up and up. Well, <laughs> the Federal Reserve is making that money. I have to stop some of my thoughts from time to time because I know some things that I can't talk about. And so I, I want to jump in to say something, but I dare not say that. And so if I know something over here that I can't talk about, I can talk around it because my heart is to give you all of the information I can possibly give you to get you very, very informed. And I, but at the same time, if I talk about that, then it can cause great problems. So I can't do that. So that's my hesitation. So sometimes I want to say something. I almost start to say it, and then I, no, 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 you can't talk about that. Um, it is for a good thing. Okay, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's a good thing. But it, like one guy emailed me, and I just, I said, look it. I said, I, I, I'm under an, a non-disclosure agreement. I've signed a non-disclosure agreement, and it says I have given them permission to monitor all of my emails, all of my phone. Of course, you know that they monitor. And, and by the way, I've, I've had it checked. I, I, put, I put a word in there that was the wrong word. 30 minutes later, I got a phone call. Stan, you put this word in an email. I was on a phone call, and not I, but my guest. I was talking to Lindsey Williams at the time. And he said the wrong word, went to dial tone immediately. So, like I, I said to the person, I said, trust me, I'm bringing you the very best of information, the most truthful information I possibly can. And if it's not correct, at the time I brought it, I thought it was correct. So if it proves out to be wrong, it, I was trying to bring you the truth. Now, back to the financial situation. I think that over the process of the next few years, we're going to see the financial situation change. 
I do think we're going digital. I do think it will be good. I also think that there's going to be a great battle. I think that we probably will see things like cars and houses repossessed on a massive scale. That's the bad guys protesting them being kicked out of the financial house briefly. I think it'll only be briefly. Then we're going to see more government set up. The World Economic Forum is in the process of setting up a world government. And they're trying through the WHO with another pandemic. It could bring in control of the World Health Organization controlling the nations. I don't exactly know how. I just know that prophecy says it's going to happen. So the second thing is going to be a government. A world government is set up. Third thing is going to be a world religion. Now, we haven't seen religion talked about much. It hasn't been pushed much at all. It, there's a few articles that come through. By the way, thank you for sending me information to ask. Well, I shouldn't say anything more. You know, the if I say the email, then the spiders out there pick it up, the bot sweater, and I get all these emails from Timbuktu around the world trying to sell me something, so I can't even say the email. The world religion system, we're not seeing much on that yet. I think it's going to turn to eventually, once we see the financial system in place, and then once the governmental system is in place, then they will turn all of their pressure towards the world religion, the false prophet, the image of the beast, and ultimately the Antichrist. Now, Vicky Goforth Parnell says the Antichrist is already in our world. He may be. And I see a lot of things that are lining up with what I would see and expect to happen in the tribulation. I mean, up here, thinking, I would say, yes, it looks like we probably are in the tribulation. It's just my heart just can't let go of that yet. Maybe it's just that I want my heart is such to bring you the truth that I'm just too afraid <laughs> I'm too afraid of missing it yet. I'm, I'm not ready to give up that big one. And then there's a couple other ones I'm not really ready to give up. I'm not ready to give up and say, that's the Antichrist. I get emails and say, hey, you think Prince Charles is the Antichrist? No, I don't. Okay, I, I don't think so. I know, he, he, do, he may be an Antichrist. You know, there's many Antichrists but there's not but one, the Antichrist. I may as well tell you about something else, too. If we're in the tribulation, remember, Jerusalem will be trodden down to the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Well, when is the Gentiles' time fulfilled? Well, the truth is we don't exactly know. I have always thought it would be when the tribulation starts. And then... In other prophecies, it's essentially saying, and even, even a dream that Michael Boldea had that said that one-third of the people on the earth would survive and come make it all the way to the end. Two-thirds of the Christians, it's talking about, two-thirds of the Christians would be killed before Jesus returns. So, Jerusalem had trodden down to the Gentiles till the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. If, that change happened at the start of the tribulation. We aren't certain it did, but if it did, and if the tribulation has started, 
then we can expect one of the things we would see is God's attention, and this was told to Demetri Dudeman too. God's attention would turn from the Gentiles back to the Jews. A measure of wheat for a penny, a three measures of barley for a penny. I believe that that's saying that one, three measures of barley, that's the, uh, the Jews. Three measures of barley for a penny, a measure of wheat for a penny. See thou hurt not the well and the wine. That means, in my opinion, that there will be three Jews saved and one Christian or one Gentile saved in that time where his attention is turned to the Jews. Now, I can show you many verses. Uh, again, I've, I've done lots and lots of research. Made a whole PowerPoint, but I have not released it because it has to do with oil in Israel, and I don't want to tell my competitors where to drill. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I may wind up having this part cut out, but I will, I will tell you in a roundabout way about an interesting thing. So one day I had the occasion to meet one of the competitors of the Prophetic Oil Company, of which I started, and I'm president and CEO of it, and which we plan to have that company go over and drill and find oil in Israel. It was I talking to one of the competitors of it. And, you know, he, he doesn't think much of me and doesn't know much about me and could care less, really. And as I was talking to him, I said, so... What happens if you're drilling in the wrong place? Because I knew he was drilling in the wrong place. But, of course, I don't know anything. I'm no one to listen to. I wasn't going to tell him anyway. So I said, so what happens if you're drilling in the wrong place? And this guy got really mad all of a sudden. I would just try to be casual about it. You know, he got, what are you? God told me where to drill. You mean you think I didn't hear from God? I mean, he was getting angry. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to walk off. I thought he was going to take a swing at me over this thing. And I thought, whoa, okay. All right. <laughs> no big deal. Um, I think oil in Israel is about to be really, really, really big. Remember the audible voice of God, June 14th of 1990. No, 2007. June 14, 2007. That was the night I was I just spoken in uh, Amarillo. And part of what I talked on was oil in Israel. That night before I went to bed, I said, Lord, I hope you're pleased what we're doing. Because it's not going so good. <laughs> We're not having very many people show up. We're not having very many people getting saved or people interested in prophetic oil. And that night he spoke to me. I promise I heard words, just like you're hearing right now. I mean, I even answered. I heard, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel. I responded back. I mean, I like kind of semi-woke up, and I said, the oil well in Israel? But there was no response. It was like, son, I've said what I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. You ought to know, you know. So I know that God is going to give me the money to drill the well in Israel. So what is that? Well, the rig that I want to get is going to be like four city blocks at the base, 22 stories tall. And the one that I've been talking about getting, talking to a guy, uh, does 
it's not designed to be dismantled. It's designed to be put into a place where you want to drill a lot of holes, just hole after hole after hole, because it like walks like a duck from one location to the next location, up to or down to up to a 6% six, 6 grade. Um, and it'll be capable of drilling down to in the ballpark of like 40,000 feet. Why? Because the Bible says that the oil is in the deep that coucheth beneath. So it's very, very deep. I know how deep I have to drill. God showed me that in a series of five other verses. Not releasing that. I have the single verse that tells me exactly where to drill. In addition to that, Leslie was shown a dream October 28th of 2001 where she was shown in a dream where the river of oil flows underneath Israel. Hayseed Stevens believed that when that oil well, that oil um, reservoir is hit, it would begin to dry the wells of the surrounding nations. Then if you go into Ezekiel 38 and 39, it says, and I will put a hook in their jaw. Well, what Leslie saw where the river of oil flows is in the shape of a hook, of a fish hook. So we think what is going to draw the Russians down to attack Israel for Armageddon so that they can come down on the mountains of Israel where God is going to hit them with the morning star and burn them up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. We think that what's going to draw them down is two things. One is they've ran out of oil because, see, see oil comes from really, really deep in the, in, in the earth. I mean, far, far deeper than the water level or even most oil levels. Most of your crude oil is not coming from the original source. It's come because the oil is continually created. In the, by, it's a byproduct of the, the processes in the earth, the, the elements in the earth, and the rotation of the earth. There have been cases where, many cases, where they drilled and they finally pumped all the oil out of that little pond, that little reservoir there, and it became dry. And then they went back, say, 10 years later, and all of a sudden there's oil there again. Well, I don't think that there was some more dinosaurs that died. Okay, so where'd the oil come from? Because it didn't come from dinosaurs. It's, it's not, I'll give you a little lesson on oil here. It's not abiotic, let me say this right. It's not biotic, it's abiotic. In other words, it's not biotic from plants and animals. It's actually abiotic, has nothing to do with plants and animals, and it's actually created down in the earth so deep, mankind can't drill there. But as it builds up pressure, it finds cracks here and there where it goes up until finally it reaches high enough in the earth's surface for mankind and our feeble attempts to drill really deep can finally hit a little crack. And that's all we did. However, at the southwest end of the Dead Sea is one of the places that I want to look. Um, it's the lowest place on earth. And also there is the rift. What's it called? Jordan Valley Rift there. There's a giant crack. And, I mean, I've got two or three videos that you can watch at watchprophecyclub.com right now. 
and they tell you a whole lot about oil in Israel. I don't talk about it much because I think it's getting really close for us to go. And I know, I know you're probably thinking, can we invest? You don't have, probably no one listening, probably no one that's ever listened to the Prophecy Club has the kind of money it takes to get. I was going to tell you about the money. Okay, so each one of these, uh, each one of these rigs, at last check, and this was like five to seven years ago, at last check, was about $32 million. So my guess is it's about $35 million just to buy the rig. Takes six months to build it, two months to move it to Israel, a month to erect it. So this is no small thing. I already got... I'm thinking whether I want to say this or not. I've got... (laughs) Six rigs already verbally pledged to me from our friends that are going to give me the rigs to go over and drill. So that's six. But I'm thinking in the nighttime hours, sometimes I'll just lay and and think. And a lot of times the Lord speaks to my heart in that time. And I'm thinking that I might need to order like 10 rigs because I want to put two here, two here, two here, two over there, and then two over here. So I, I, I don't know. The Lord will direct. As a matter of fact, about three weeks ago, I can't tell you all of this, but he began to speak to my heart and said, we need to do this and such. So I called my three board members of Prophetic Oil, and I said, look, and I said, the Lord is laying on my heart that we need to do this. One of them and he will watch this. He watches every one of the programs. He will watch this, know exactly who I'm talking about. One of my call, and I said, I think we're supposed to do this. He started crying. He said, Stan, I cannot tell you how many times. And he started crying. I have been on my knees, crying out to God, please allow me to build an oil complex at this location. He mentioned the name. And I said, well, that's part of the reason I'm calling to tell you that I think that we need to do this and touch there. When what he wanted to do, I wanted to do this. He wanted to say, no, let's do this even more. But he said he'd been praying for that. Exact same thing. Called the other two board members. All three of them are all in agreement with me. This is what we need to do as soon as the money comes in. So, I mean, we've got a plan. And Probably no one watching right now begins to even come close to have the money that we would need to to drill. Just off the top of my head, we probably would need like $50 million, 50 million, five zero, $50 million to drill. Um, Stan, you're going to get that money? That's not a problem. God's got all the gold and silver. He said he'd give it to me. I believe he'll give it to me. And... When we get the money, one of the things I want to do is start posting, maybe even on a daily basis, maybe every couple of days, but I'll start posting on the channel saying, okay, here's what we're doing. I'm here. We're praying this. We're doing this. We're moving a rig in here. We're doing this. And I'll keep you updated, you know, with it on kind of a daily basis. And uh, (laughs) I wish I could tell you more. Because I I don't talk about it much, but even the last couple of evenings, I've 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 been spending a lot of time. 
um, preparing. I believe that God has shown me the prayer to pray, the things to do, the place to go, can't talk about any of it, uh, the, what I need to do to get that earthquake to open up the formation, to allow the oil to flow into the formation. And I I would like it to be like that deep, deep water horizon that was 20,000 PSI that would quickly supply Israel the oil that they need to start building their military, to start growing. See, because Jerusalem is trodden down to the Gentiles till the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Our oil, our finances in America, the Gentiles, is being taken away because of our sins before Jesus. And I believe that the oil is about to start being opened up in Israel to bless Israel to get them prepared for the great battle of Armageddon. And I think that he's made prophetic oil a large part of that. And I'm going to close with this. I question whether I should tell you this. So here's the big question. Why would God choose a pastor from Dallas, Texas, to go to Israel find oil, and present it to Israel. Why would he do that? Why would he? Why? Why? Of the hundreds, perhaps thousands, of oil companies on the earth, why choose me to do that? Well, there's a very good reason. Because when Moses was standing in front of the burning bush, when God said, get you up, I'm sending you into a land that flows with milk and honey. Hang on. Hopefully you can see this. This is yellow-colored crude oil. I have to keep it in a glass jar because if I put it in plastic, since plastic is made of crude oil, it will just eat it up, okay? This is the highest quality crude oil on earth. If you smell this, if you look, see, it's here, 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 here. This is honey. (laughs) It's sugared honey, but you can see it doesn't move like this. There's a big difference between honey and this. So when he said, I'm, I'm sending you in a land that flows with milk and honey, we believe, he was saying, flows with gas and oil. This is the oil, and then there will also be massive amounts of natural gas, as they've already found out in the Mediterranean Sea off the coast of Israel. So why Stan Johnson, Prophecy Club, Prophetic Oil, why choose them? Because he wants someone that can go to Israel, explain the Bible prophecies, and say this to him: This is the fulfillment of my promise to Moses when he stood before the burning bush when I said, I'll get you up. I'm sending you into a land flowing with milk and honey. This is the honey. It looks like honey. If I had a flashlight I could show you better. Anyway, so here, wait, 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 I can do this. Here we go. I hope that shows you better what we're talking about here. Got my little light over here. All right, so he wants someone to let them know 
that the God, the I am that I am, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that made that promise, that made that covenant, has been fulfilled. That's why he wants a prophecy student to find it. And then, of course, from there, I want to build a land of unwalled villages. And, uh, you know, perhaps I'll talk about that another day. Anyway, so I don't like doing this stuff where I just talk off the top of my head, but hopefully you found it interesting. I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, and I want to show you how to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread for only a few hundred dollars a year. At Joseph's Kitchen, our goal is to help you live a more healthy and prepared life. Our products are ready for everyday use, but are also designed for long-term storage. Whether you are looking to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread, or want to be sure your family is prepared, Joseph's Kitchen is pre-packaged to take all the guesswork out. We personally test each harvest to make sure you are getting the highest quality ingredients. Are you and your family prepared for what may lie ahead? At Joseph's Kitchen, we are your farm-to-table alternative. Go to josephskitchen.com to order today. And be sure to use the promo code on screen to receive your free gift. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to josephskitchen.com now. Terry Saka, Corner, a Stone, Asset, Metals.com. So why should people go online or call you today? Seymour Hirsch, an amazing investigative journalist, laid out the case that the United States is the one that blew up the Nord Stream pipelines, hurting our very own allies. That is a nation that is desperate because their currency is on the verge of losing reserve status. That's not good for a United States dollar and why we better be protected. Terry Saka, CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Give him a call or go online today. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. I am having another level two. Level two School of the Watchman's Conference, and I'm calling this a teacher's course. It's going to be September 15 and 16. You can go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll tell you all of the details about it. And it gives you all of the requirements. I'll let you read that online. However, the big question is, you're going to be saying, well, what's the difference between level one and level two? Well, lots. Level one was primarily reading through most of the book of Revelation and teaching it. That's not be level two. Yes, we will do some reading. But this one is designed to make you a teacher of Bible prophecy, which, by the way, our office wants to know if you went through level one and if you have taught or have been invited to teach from the book of Revelation and you went through level one, send me an email. I'd like to know that. I know there's been at least one. I think there's two, maybe more. Anyway, I'd like to know. So level two is to teach you to the point to where you can be qualified to actually teach the book of Revelation. Now, I'm going to tell you right up front, we're going to have a level three, God willing. And in that one, I'm going to require people to memorize the book of Revelation to come to level three. And so there's going to be one year's difference between level two and level three. It took me a year to memorize it, so I figure it'll take you a year to memorize it. Some of you may even faster. So go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll give you all the details, tells you all about some of the difficult questions and things like that we're going to cover in level two. Level two is going to get you real close to being a, 
a qualified teacher of Revelation. But by the time you get through level three, having memorized the book, pastor's going to listen to you. And that's where we're going with this.